Blog Talk Radio.
like that. The only tithe that the Lord Jesus Christ can provide to you. Welcome to tonight's show, Donnie D's Words of Inspiration. Tonight brought to you by Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys and From Crack to Christ, Part 1. All books written by me, Franklin Donnie D. Lewis, available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Exlibris.com, and anywhere that you get your books online and you go to a bookstore, ask them to order it. Tonight at 6.30, we have a return guest that is educator, evangelist, author, Annette Roberts-Murray. She will be with us tonight at 6.30. She has a new book, and her new book is entitled Pandemonium, and it's a book about a young man that suffers from ADA and the pandemic and COVID. Should be interesting. She'll be here to talk to you and talk to us about it. My number is 646-595-3338, 646-595-3338. There will be no fellowship in the Word tomorrow morning, and there will be no Donnie D Soul Sundays. Both shows will return next week, and next Saturday night we'll return with Donnie D. So gumbo. Let's get into, you know, words of inspiration. We play gospel music, inspirational music. And this is Black Lives Matter. No justice, no peace.
Black Lives Matter, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds of blackness coming at you. Now, if you saw one of the flyers I put up for Annette Roberts-Murray, it said 6 o'clock. Well, actually, that's what time the show comes on. Is it 6 o'clock? She will be a guest at 6.30. So we made a couple little changes there. And I uh, apologize if there's any uh, confusion. If there is, it's my fault. And I do apologize. How's everybody out there doing tonight? Oh, you got to watch out for the scammers out there. I got scammed for almost $900 today. But, uh, you know, I'm just putting it through the bank. My bank will put it back. But if you see uh, anyone charging 10 cents, 15 cents to your account, and you get an alert from your bank, say, no, I don't know nothing about it. If you say yes, uh, yeah, like I did, I thought it was Google because I used Google this morning. Although Google doesn't charge you, why wasn't I thinking? And that opened up the door. And, uh, yep, they snatched some cash, big cash. I don't have $900 to give away. Do you? <laughs> My number is 646-595-333. And I'm just looking for something to get close to our hearts. And, well, I'm going to go with this one right here. I like it.
you may be going through something in your life. And sometimes things can get so hard. But whatever you're going through, put your trust in Jesus. He'll never leave you. Your life's about to change. You'll never be the same. Your life. Now listen. I talked to a single mom the other day who was raising her kids all alone. She was deeply depressed because the father had left them all and gone. I told a lady, it's going to be hard trying to raise them on your own. So just put your trust in Jesus and just keep on holding on, holding on. But there is one Father, and He's the Father to us all. And He's going to help you raise your children. And He's going to be there to rule it all. Lady, I promise you, things won't stay the same. It's going to change. Yeah. Pastor Tim Rogers, take this mic. Different days. Same stuff, pain just goes and comes, take your time and pain. You don't know which way to look, when you've been doing everything by the book, yeah. So when will it all end? <laughs> when will you feel that joy again? Yes, and when will your time come? How long? He's gonna 
never come home when they answer, Mama, I found Jesus. Yeah. You've been going through the storm and the rain. Every now and then you've been feeling pain. I come to tell you, hold on. Hold on, you got some changing hands. Don't let go.
I can't speak for you tonight. Sometimes I'm just not strong enough, but that's all right. Because Jesus said he'd wipe the tears from my eyes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. And sometimes I get a little weak. Seems like I can't make it. But I'm going to just keep holding on. And I'll keep holding on. I wish I had a Holy Ghost witness in here because you know what? Jesus said, I'll be there for you. I won't leave you alone. So with no sun and friends at the bottom, don't Can I get a witness? Don't worry, worry, worry. Something down, fellas. Somebody don't understand this here. Let me tell you the reason why I see you. Even though you're going through your storm. Walk around and have church in here. Even though you're going through your rain. The song said, don't worry about me. going through so much, cut on four or five times and rolled around in the wheelchair two years, how can you have victory? Can I tell y'all a little secret? There's victory in God's power. There's victory in His love. There's victory in His joy. There's victory in His peace. And can I share a little secret with you? He gave all those things to me. <laughs> and as long as I got Jesus, I got the victory tonight. We've been made into a part life. I shed my tears, but stop, 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 stop. Wait a minute, no. Oh, it's going to come in the morning. Woo! How many ever been down by your friends? And you know what I found out? Sometimes family hurts you the most. Somebody in this place, don't choke with me. Somebody raise your hand that's going through something right now. Tell me the truth. Won't they lie on you, stick your knife in your back at the same time and smile at you? Call you everything but a child of God. Close those in your face. But I got a question for you right now. If you know that God has made a way for you in the past, look way down the line and think about what you've been through and look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, in spite of what I'm going through, when I look back over my life and see how far God brought me, say, I may have to cry sometimes. I may have to shed a few tears, but I'm gonna be alright. Because as long as I got Jesus, I don't want nobody to worry about me. Can I get a witness in here? The hobby. 
I want you to hold my hand now because I feel the Holy Ghost coming over here. right there yes indeed follow me how's everybody out there doing tonight yes indeed it is time for our featured guest tonight yes indeed and she has been here before and her name is Annette Roberts Murray and I'm going to just let her Tell you a little bit about her and about her new book. How you doing there, my sister? I'm doing good. How are you doing? All right and okay. First of all, I want to apologize to you. I've been making made more mistakes on this flyer this week. <laughs> I was giving you titles, then I should have just put down Princess Annette Roberts. You know, I'm putting down everything. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the times wrong, you know. Yeah. The devil trying to keep this from coming out tonight, but we here, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, the podcast will be out, and that's where you'll really be heard is on the podcast. But yeah. all that aside, tell the people who you are and what you do. My name is Annette Roberts Murray, and I am a elementary school principal. I'm an evangelist. Uh, I am an author of four books now, and I'm a speaker, and uh, I am glad to be here with you on this evening. Amen. Amen. And we're glad to have you back. She's been here before, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yes. I, I had noticed that on your new book that the city of Chicago has embraced it, and the mayor, Mayor Lightfoot, uh was down with it. Tell us a little bit about that. How'd that go about? Well, yeah, you know, during the pandemic, we had our kids and everybody was locked down. And I was thinking to myself after I wrote this book, I really wanted to get this book in the hands of a lot of different uh, people in high positions that could push it out into the public school system, the private school system. And so the Lord had downloaded in my spirit to send it out to some government officials. And so I sent it uh, to Governor Newsom and a couple other, the governors and a couple mayors, uh, Mayor Steinberg down in Sacramento. And, and I sent one to Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago. And just so happened, she wrote me a personalized letter back saying that she was uh, appreciated the signed copy of the book 
and that the book had been graciously received on behalf of the city of Chicago and that it would be recorded in the official mayoral gift log. And so I was really happy that, you know, she acknowledged the book because I wrote it to be a help to our children all around this country, all around this world who are struggling struggling with the effects of the pandemic. You know, a lot of our kids are going through depression and experiencing anxiety, and we think because the numbers are coming down that, you know, we've made it through this thing. We may be through with COVID, but COVID is not through with us yet. No, and no, so no we're it's not. Yeah, we're still dealing with the residual effects of this yes. thing. And so for us, mm-hmm. for us to look away and say that it's going away is an injustice to our kids and not acknowledging what they've been through. So we're in the help phase right now. We're in the how can we get our kids uh, back to a point of stability? How can we counteract? those effects of COVID. So that's why I wrote the book. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, and and your book is the only book that I've seen that deals with that problem, which is a big problem. Me, myself, being an educator, retired educator, I know how kids flourish when they're on campus. Now, I watch my, my grandchildren, nieces and nephews, at home, and a lot of them, they, you know, didn't really have time for that uh, online school. They just, you know, they they, they had to, one of my grandson, he was sitting up, told his father, he, it looked like he was doing his work in school. I went over there and flipped that um, laptop around towards me. It was on a video game, you know. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and a lot of them were doing that. A lot yeah. of them were doing that. And, you know, one of the things that we haven't considered is we have a lot of kids who uh, have ADD, and they already couldn't focus on the inside of a classroom in a physical environment. So imagine what it was like for them to try to focus on a screen during distance learning. I mean, that that just was not happening. And when I wrote the book about Carson, which is my nephew, he was one of those kids that struggled with ADD. And he was telling me how hard it was for him to try to sit at a computer for hours and pay attention to a teacher lecture and then do work on a computer. It was it was absolutely horrible for him. I, I, I can imagine, you know, uh, I worked in special education in, in, in uh, 30-something years, and I know that it's hard enough to keep uh, that attention when you're in a classroom, let alone, yes. you know, doing it that way. And the thing is, out of this whole pandemic, nobody really thought about how the children are, are exactly. being affected by that. They'll see it maybe 10 years from now, what effect it really has on the kids. But tell us a little bit more about your book. Don't give it away. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to give it away, but the book does address the issues, the emotional issues that a lot of our kids dealt with 
you know, in that whole lockdown period, going through the whole beginning of the pandemic until, you know, we got into the middle of the pandemic. It, it touches on the emotional, the social emotional of how kids were feeling, what they were thinking. And if you remember, there was a lot of talk about how the pandemic was affecting the economy and how it was affecting our health and how it affected, you know, uh, adults. But there was very little talk on how the pandemic was affecting our children. And as an educator, you know, who works down in the trenches, and I call it the trenches because we have people in government positions and we have different organizations that talk about education, but unless you work down in the trenches, you really don't have that firsthand knowledge of what it looks like. And what it feels like. And so being in the trenches and seeing our kids come back from that whole distance learning, I saw the residue that was on our kids, that anxiety that had fell upon some of them, that depression that had fell upon some of them. Some of them were forced to, you know, be in situations where they were at home alone because their parents had to work. And there was no school to take them to. There was no daycare to take them to. And so you had a whole year of these kids being by themselves, you know, in an environment behind closed doors where, you know, a lot of educators, sometimes we're, we're the frontline workers that when there is a fire raging in a kid's life, you know, we're the first people that they tend to come to and, and unload and say, hey, I'm having this problem. And they didn't have that outlet for a whole year. They didn't have that. And, you know, so we you had know, kids uh, suffering. Yeah, and, you know, I used to tell people that weren't in the trenches like, you know, yourself and I used to be, that most kids, they see us in the classroom, the teachers, the principal, they see us longer in a day than they see their parents. Yes. They, they don't do. see their parents for six hours straight like they see us. You know, you come yeah. home, you might do some homework, you might go outside and play, you might eat dinner and then go to bed. Then it's the next day you're back with teaching. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you had a lot of kids who came back and they were on overload, you know, ready to, you know, spill over talking yeah. about how they felt. And I had my book. I donated some copies to my school. And so what I did is I read the book to a couple classes. And when I read the book, overwhelmingly, you know, the kids were telling me that's just how I felt. Miss Murray, that's just what I Feeling. That's just what I yeah. went through. And they tend to open up and start talking about how they were feeling. And some of them got emotional about it. Yeah, saying, you I know, bet. Nobody ever came to see about me. Nobody ever came to check on me and, and see how I was doing doing during the pandemic. And they, they finally had an outlet to let it all out. And it was amazing some of the things that they began to talk about. You know, yeah. they just need yeah heard kids need to be heard and, and, and you know what and, and it's the old thing back you know for old school just sit back don't say nothing children shouldn't be heard listen to your adults and kids take in a lot you know and yes, if they you do. just they they're like sponges they take in a whole lot and a lot of that they take in some of it doesn't get released it bottles right. up in them, you know, and uh, it, it, oh, well. go ahead. 
You know, what really struck me is how many kids told me that they had lost a, a loved one to the oh, pandemic. Amen. Didn't think about that one. I didn't think yeah, about yeah, that one. None of these kids, none of these, uh, uh, I'll say a, a good majority of these kids have not received any counseling or any, you know, uh, therapy for what they've gone through. And us as adults, having to have gone through that. Some of us have had to get counseling for ourselves. And so what makes us think that our kids don't need that counseling? They've experienced death all around them. They've experienced an economy that was falling apart. A lot of their parents lost their jobs. Some of them lost their homes. There was sickness in their homes. You had a high divorce rate because uh, families were being torn apart because of this pandemic and that whole economical piece. I heard kids coming to school saying, oh, my parents have been arguing and my father moved out the house or my mother, uh, we had to leave. You know, there was a high uh, rate of abuse, physical and verbal abuse. All of I those bet. things that had to watch for a whole year during the pandemic. And yet we expect them to come back to school and do business as usual. As and usual. we haven't put in intervention for them. No, 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 no. And, 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 and as I, no, you know, I, I still know some people in, in, in the uh, school district. Uh, I have a nurse at, at a school. Let me just see if she is listening. Cause I just like to get a little bit from her. Uh, 626, are you there? 626, Pasadena. Well, I, I guess not, because I wanted to get her side of, she's a nurse at an elementary school. But anyway, okay, so you say the book is about your nephew? Yes, uh, I had called him during the pandemic just to check on him, see how he was doing. And, you know, he began to talk about how he was feeling and it, a light bulb came on. I said, well, if he's feeling this way, there's got to be other kids out there that's feeling this way too. And he inspired me to write this book. And I, it was just so on time, something that was, you know, needed at this particular time. And so I want to encourage people and I want people to really think about this, that as the numbers are going down and we're coming out of this thing, we cannot forget that there is residue on our children that needs to be washed out, that needs to be addressed. And if we think that we can just move on as business as usual and not address this issue, we're going to see the ramifications of it at some point. And as an educator, I'm telling you what I'm seeing in the schools. The behavior has increased. The negative behavior has increased. Because if children don't get their needs met in some kind of way, they're going to act out. And so we're seeing an increase of behavior. Our caseload for our counselors has uh, risen astronomically, okay? I mean, there's so many kids who are in need of counseling. I have had situations where I've had kids who have come back to school and they've been watching porn the whole time they were off. And we need to be realistic wow. because our kids were shut in. They were shut yeah. in. And some of them were 
did some things that they weren't shouldn't have been doing, and these are the issues that are falling upon the schools right now to address. So if we don't acknowledge the problem, if we don't start putting resources towards the problem, it's going to be uh, some residual effects that are going to manifest themselves at some point in the school system and at home. All right. Well, listen, I think I have the young lady that works in the health office at a school here in Pasadena. Uh, Are you there? Hello. Hi, I'm here. Okay, now I have uh, Annette Roberts on with Murray on with us, who's been here before, and she's Mm -hmm. written a a book on the pandemic, and she's talking about how the children, uh, you know, have suffered during the pandemic and what's going on. You being still on, you on the front lines in the middle, in the um, Mm -hmm. in the nurse's office. What do you see with these kids coming back? Well, first of all, they were so, so happy to get back to school. Yes. And, and um, in, I work at an elementary school, and they are, they're just ecstatic campus. And, and uh, I haven't dealt with children that have uh, expressed any serious problems uh, about the pandemic. They were just sad to be away from their peers. That was the main, their main uh, complaint. Do you think that maybe right. those kids are holding holding it in and just so you know, glad to be back? They, they're not even talking about it, I, but they're still I holding would, it in? I, I would say that's probably the case in a lot of, in a lot of situations. Yeah, they're just happy to be back. And, and um, but, you know, I, I feel fortunate that I, I haven't had to deal with any you know, any emotional issues or things like that with, with uh, some of the children. And, you know, we were gone all last year. So I, half of these kids, I didn't really get to know that well. Um, right. So, yeah. All right. But, uh, well, just, yeah, I yeah, have my I, eyes open for them. Yeah. I'd like to ask, uh, ask you as a nurse, uh, because I know in many of our school districts, our nurses are only at our schools, uh, one to two days out the week because they've been split uh, to right. other schools. So you don't yes. get a chance to see kids on a regular basis. You're no. kind of in and out. Well, I'm, Is I'm that not your... the nurse. I'm the health assistant, so I'm there every okay. day. Yeah. Okay. So I, I get to see them on a daily basis. And in my particular school, you know, uh, we've been blessed that, uh, and and these are elementary children, so they really haven't gotten into the the real big social issues. Well, but your so nurse, the I, nurse, I'm how often is she there? She's there. Yeah, she's there about three times a week for a couple of hours each time. Yeah, that's what so I she's, thought. Yeah, she's basically working on reports and things like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. So what I'm seeing is that whole behavior issue as the behavior escalates and the discipline escalates. You know, as a principal, I tend to counsel a lot of students. And when I start counseling, this is when the issues start coming up, when you start trying to get to the root of why the behavior is occurring. And kids will stop and say, 
this is what's going on or this is why I did what I'm do I did and you know right. I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling depressed at some reason for some reason mm-hmm. and this is when it's starting to come out when you get kids on a one on one situation mm-hmm. and you get to talk to them that's when it mm-hmm. comes out it's not something that presents itself right away that you say exactly. oh the yeah the kids coming to the office to tell you that they have a problem it's usually through right. another problem revealed. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very true. Very true. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you for your input. And oh, yeah. uh, let me, all right, let me go back. And what is the, the title of your book? The book is called Pandemonium. Okay. And where can we pick copies of Pandemonium up? Pandemonium is available on Amazon, so you can order the book off of Amazon. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't get that, get me, Franklin Donnie D. I guarantee I'll get you that information on Pandemonium. So, before we go, I do want to just jump into another switch reels real quick. In these days and times that we're living in, I've been talking to a lot of people, and they're talking about the COVID. They're talking about this new war that's going on, the splitting of the country. And I was talking to a lady today, and she came with that question all the time that I get a lot. Well, if there's a God, how come he was let there be slavery? How come he let there be war? How come God didn't? Didn't stop that. And the only thing I can say, well, man has um, free will. And that's all I can say. Do you have an answer for that that I can give somebody next time I get thrown that question? Well, I'm going to tell you something that came up in my spirit when you said that. It reminded me of the story of Moses and Pharaoh. And people said, you know, back then when the Israelites were held in captivity all of those years in Egypt, And you might say, how could God allow them to be held in captivity, all of that? And the Bible tells us that the Lord will allow some things to happen so that he can show up and show his might and his power. We look at situations in the natural and we say, oh, that's a calamity. How could that happen? But at the same time, the Lord is letting us know that it's through his might and that through his power that deliverance comes forth. Sometimes we think that it should be, you know, somebody's supposed to send their army in and ride in, but it's it's God. He's in control of all mm. things. And the Bible says that we, the, you know, we have to take the good with the bad. We can't yeah, just think that yeah. life is all going to be a, a, you know, roses. It's not always going to be like that. It's seasons. You have seasons of good. You have seasons of bad. But you must have faith and know that God is in control of it all. Mm, amen and amen. Well, listen, my sister, as usual, it's it's always educational and, and, and inspiring to talk with you. I was looking through, uh, and I had gotten um, hacked on Facebook and had lost all my contacts and uh, opened up a new page, and I'm trying to remember who's who to get back in contact with everybody. That took about a month, and then my old page just popped back up. So as my whole page <laughs> popped back, <laughs> yeah, that was 5,000 people on that page. Yeah. But anyway, then there you were. And then I saw that you had a uh, a new book. 
I said, okay, let me reach out to my friend and see. Okay, tell us one more time. How can people uh, get the book? How can they contact you? Say somebody wants you to do as a speaking engagement. How can somebody contact you? All right. So the book you can get, it's called Pandemonium, and you can get it on Amazon. If you want to get in contact with me, you can reach out to the show or you can contact me at amurray95225 at yahoo.com. That's amurray95225 at yahoo.com. And you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, anything, any words of wisdom or words of any words of inspiration you have to say before we go? I just want to say stand on faith, trusting and believing that the Lord is in control of all things, and let your heart not be weighed down by the troubles and the cares of this world. Think good thoughts. Think good thoughts. Amen. Hey. Amen. And as we go from there, I'm going to go to the Canton Spirituals, and I'm going to clean up. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. I'm starting my life. Over again I gotta clean up What I messed up I'm starting my life Over again You know what I said to myself I made up my mind I ain't lying no more Cause a liar and a cheater Can't make it If you've been wrong, if you've done somebody wrong. 
Jasper, formerly of the Isley Brothers, and now solo artist, and you're listening to Donnie D on TSOP Blog Talk Radio. All right, let's go this way. Sings my soul, 
on Donnie D's Soul Sundays, a friend of the show. Yes, indeed. I'm going to get into a lady. She's from the uh, Pacoima area, I do believe, in Los Angeles County. They call that the Valley. <laughs> Her name is Coco Short. Pastor Coco Short. I got a friend. I got a friend. His name is Jesus. Fellowship in the Word tonight, but we can have a little fellowship right now for the next 30 minutes. If you have anything you like to talk about, I'm not a pastor, but uh, I do know a little bit. <laughs> I don't know scripture that well, but we can always touch it back and talk. I got a couple of people on the line. The name uh, of this show is Donnie D's Words of Inspiration, and we want to inspire you to do good things. In life, have you heard of the promised land? Let's go with a lady that was on my TV show. Her name is Corey. 
the promised land of Jesus. Sometimes you take away things in my life. Sometimes you take away what seems so right, so right. Sometimes you strip away all of my Christian Center 
He was a musical director, and he's been on my TV show. His name is Darius Love. Never want to go. How many are trying not to go back to the things that you used to do? I got brought you a mighty long way. Come on and sing with me. Let's say I cry, thinking about the things I show a couple times and uh he does a great luther vantros his name is dennis flowers i will trust in the lord i call the lord he heard my cry he delivered me now safe am i God's 
changing hands, keeping one thought in mind. In the morning, everything will be alright. In the morning, I know. will come joy will come ha. now weeping may endure for a night but joy will come with the morning light God will give you your heart's desire just let him be your delight now hold to the promise, cry if you must, just remember that God is faithful, in Him you can trust, and in the Flowers, ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Flowers. Who, 
yes, indeed. All right. Let's get in Dorinda Clacko for the rest of my life.
me say this, my friend, that God is setting you up for your future. It doesn't matter what the enemy has said. It doesn't matter what he has planned. God has your life in his hands.
It's been fun. We gotta run. We'll be back next Saturday for Saturday Sogram and Sunday with Fellowship in the Word and Donnie Soul Sunday. Love you. Look out for the podcast. Cheers.